Hello, and welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast. Today, we'll be continuing our conversation with Right Worshipful Brother Dick Audie of the British Columbia Cancer Car Program. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions, either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos. Matt Apple and I'm a member of a lodge here in the Grand Lodge of Washington and we're today with us we have uh, David Colbeth who's also a member of a lodge here in Washington and Stephen Chung who is uh, up in British Columbia and Steve why don't you introduce our guest for the evening and I get the pleasure of introducing our right worshipful brother Dick Audie of uh, St. George's Lodge here in Kelowna British Columbia and he Welcome back, Dick. Thanks for making the time to be here. Thank you. Uh, I don't have audio. Have you? Oh, there was. I think I think Steve cut out just a little bit for a second there, but we, we're all back. Okay. Excellent. So uh, when we left off last time, Dick, we were talking about the uh, challenges, and, and uh, that was educating. You were saying the riders. Um, which leads me to ask the question, how does somebody know about the program? Does the cancer center uh, tell them about it? Or how does that happen? Is there a pamphlet that can be handed out with their information package or something? Uh, the Cancer Society has always been responsible for the uh, publicity. Um, they do... Uh, include us in all of their handout pamphlets. Uh, they're uh, on, um, on their website. Uh, we are listed in the telephone and telephone books under the Canadian Cancer Society. Um, the cancer clinic um, very often recommends or offers to their new people that we would be able to help them get back and forth uh, for their treatments. And once uh, they are put in touch with us, then we take over and explain the program, the ins and outs of it, whether or not we can help them depending on their physical abilities, um, where their location, uh, and whether or not we service that particular area where they live or we explained to them that we could maybe get them here, but we ha they would have probably have to stay um, during the week. There is a cancer lodge where they can stay overnight. There are a number of motels, bed and breakfasts that offer very good rates for medical patients. And we uh, 
we don't go to doctor's offices and give it leave our card. Um, we we basically uh, leave it to the Cancer Society. And the uh, Freemasons also have a website um, which explains the uh, the various options. Uh, we now in the in the jurisdiction have a one eight hundred telephone number, which gives you the option of speaking to whatever area of the province that you're particularly concerned about, and then the uh, dispatcher can take over from there and ask the necessary questions, see whether or not the individual is suitable for us to be able to assist. Speaking of uh, ways of contacting you guys, um, could you give, uh, could you share the website address and the uh, 800 number and other methods for people to contact, uh, maybe for volunteering or for um, inquiring into services or even donating? Okay, you, you caught me off guard on that one. Um, I'm sure that uh, the Canadian Cancer Society uh, would have a website that would be very easy to get at. Our, uh, our telephone number in the jurisdiction is toll free 800-299-0188. And that then gets you to options of one for Vancouver, two for Vancouver Island, three for the Okanagan or four for Prince George. And once that option is chosen, then it gets you through to the particular dispatch for that particular area. That's fantastic. So in BC, the uh, Grand Lodge website is freemasonry.bcy.ca. For those who want to go there and find any information, there is information and links on uh, the Cancer Car program there. And I'm sure there's also got to be some contact information and links there if you were interested in donating either time or money or services. I'm sure they'd love to hear from And Steve, there's also a link on the uh, Canadian Cancer website, cancer.ca, under their support services section in the volunteer driver program. Uh, the Freemasons Cancer Car Program has a link in there as well. That's awesome. That's really good. And so is BC the only place that has a program like this, Dick, or do you know of other jurisdictions that do something similar? There are some other programs. Ours actually, I think, was um, patterned after uh, Manitoba, where they have very limited uh, access. They, they have uh, uh, Winnipeg, I believe, is the only cancer treatment center and they have, again, a very large geographical area where it's just not possible to put vehicles out in the area. Um, but I believe they do run west, uh, east, uh, west from Winnipeg over to Brandon and so on. Um, but, and in Ontario, there has been a program, but I don't believe they use uh, purchased vehicles. I believe they use their own vehicles. So certainly there's been much interest uh, from all of the other jurisdictions as to the, the success of this program. 
um, but I'm, I'm not aware of any that have actually come to fruition. Very interesting. But I'm pretty sure that uh, you guys have a, a pretty good model built that if any one of them other jurisdictions wanted to emulate the program, we'd be happy to help them get started. Well, the, the amazing part of the program is the financial end of it. Uh, it is totally volunteer. There is um, no administrative costs. Any uh, work that is done through the Grand Lodge office uh, is done as part of their normal routine. The uh, chairman for the province uh, at this moment is situated in Vancouver, and he deals with committees such as mine in the Okanagan or the other other two areas, Prince George and, and Vancouver Island. Um, again, there's no no travel expenses. Uh, there's uh, there's no meeting expenses. Uh, it's strictly volunteer. Our time and where necessary are our, our funds. Um, it and it uh, it amazes people truly that we can do this on a totally volunteer basis. And and so we do get donations from riders and say, you know, I I could not have come from Kamloops every day for 35 treatments, and I'd like to write you a check for $500 just to show my appreciation. This all goes towards helping us maintain the program. So you said you have uh, a number of cars in diff different areas. How many? How many volunteers does it take to keep those cars moving? Is it? Uh... Well, in the Okanagan specifically, I, I indicated we have about 200 volunteers. This means that in the Kamloops area, a person might drive once a month. Um, and the same in, in, uh, in Penticton. We have uh, fewer drivers in Vernon. Maybe they drive every three weeks. In Kelowna, we have uh, drivers who uh, volunteer uh, twice a month and more when I'm short and beg them a little bit. Um, we have uh, 10 dispatchers, two a day, five days a week. Person works every Monday morning, every Thursday afternoon, whatever, and I fill in where necessary and uh, others are more than, uh, more than able to uh, fill in when I'm really short. Wow, and it, that's all like you say the volunteer site. Um, you got to have some idea what the provincial budget is to run the program. The financial budget. For the financial program. budget, we the budget, budget is presented each year to the annual communication of our Grand Lodge, and that budget has been. Um, gone over and approved or modified by the Finance Committee uh, of Grand Lodge before it goes to the annual communication uh, with the recommendation uh, usually from them that the final decision that they, they come up and agree with uh, is, is passed. It's very normally, uh, we're talking about $375,000 a year uh, in operating expenses, uh, plus the capital of replacing probably four vehicles each year. We replaced replace the vehicles about every four years, so it works out to four a year. 
We don't get any deals particularly on vehicles because we really are not a big enough operation to uh, get the attention of any particular automotive manufacturer. But we we have all found our very little, various little places where we can uh, 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 we can talk Turkey with uh, certain people, and we generally buy new uh, because of the number of kilometers that we put on in a year. Uh, we have purchased um, a few vehicles in the last couple of years from uh, rental outfits. Uh, we're at 35 or 40,000 clicks, they, they put them on the market. And we turn around and put another 200,000 clicks on them. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a rotating basis. We're, we're forever replacing vehicles. It's interesting too. I, I, I was reading on this, uh, your, the cancer.ca, the cancer Canada website that apparently in 2015, they had to, to close down their volunteer driver program. Unfortunately, I say it was a hard decision, but again, prominently the Freemasons cancer car program is is indicated on here is you know one of the questions will the freemasons transportation program be canceled and big no of course the freemasons will continue to operate the vancouver island bc prince george and the southern interior so what a what a testament to the program dick that is amazing well of course the testament was that they were paying 45 cents a kilometer to their volunteers to drive people in areas where we do not service uh, so it was not truly a volunteer situation, but it was costing the Canadian Cancer Society in BC and Yukon Division between four and five hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh, our program costs the Canadian Cancer Society basically nothing. Uh, they have agreed; they do now supply us with computers, communications equipment, and um, lunch for the volunteers. <laughs> that's it I shouldn't say that we work in their buildings as a rule so we get accommodation uh, for our office are there any plans to expand the program or no uh, <laughs> initially our promise was that we would complement their program because they had the volunteer driving program long before 1988 but we would not take over what they were currently doing. So when they stopped everything, of course, they said, well, now we need you in these areas because we aren't doing that anymore. And we said, no, no, that's not possible. We could not provide the volunteers or the vehicles to begin to cover those additional areas. What we did say initially was that as you built cancer clinics, we would look at programs to assist people to get to those cancer treatment areas. And, we've, and we have kept that our bargain. We opened in Victoria, we opened in the Okanagan, and we've opened in Prince George. And there's not really much left of the province that, that he really isn't covered at that point. Well, the East and West Kootenays, of course, are, are, are totally underserviced uh, by the Cancer Society. Uh, 
as far as a treatment center because for all it's a large geographical area, there is not the population to support it. And for many years, East Kelowna, sorry, East Kootenai people generally were sent to Calgary oh. for treatment, an agreement with the Cancer Society in Alberta uh, because of the distance was so much less. And the transportation to Calgary, uh, private transportation was much easier than trying to get to Vancouver or to Kelowna. Um, but I, that's up to the Cancer Society to decide if and when they are going to cover the Kootenai area. That, that is the one underserviced area at the moment. Well, here's the hope and it gets them uh, the care that it needs. And uh, any other good questions from the South? Well, I, I do want to ask about uh, something pretty unique, pretty special that happened to you, Dick, just recently. Uh, you, you got to meet or, or were in the presence of the Governor General, uh, Julia, just recently. Can you talk about that experience? How did you find out about that? <laughs> we have our ways. Right. Well, very simply, a couple of my dispatchers, who obviously I didn't keep busy enough, had time to uh, nominate me, uh, and I was awarded the Governor General's Sovereign's Medal for Volunteers. Um, and it was presented to me at Government House in Victoria by the Lieutenant Governor on behalf of the Governor General. That's pretty cool. That's great. Congratulations. Well, there were uh, 44 recipients that day at uh, Government House, and I'm sure every one of them was equally as deserving as I. And and again, you, it's it's a uh, situation where you where you're nominated. I was very humbled by it, and, and um, didn't stay mad at the dispatchers for very long. <laughs> It's always amazing when someone just does what they do without thinking about themselves and about, you know, an award or whatever. And it's always fun to, to, to be in their presence when they hear about it or their, their humbleness. And I can see that in you, uh, you're, you're much too humble to talk about it. And it would be neat to know, I don't know, Steve, if you know about that award program, is it, I'm sure it's a very distinguished award program in Canada. Uh, and if we know, if we knew a little bit more history on that award program, it would be neat. I'm sure it's an, a, an amazing opportunity for someone to receive that. I'm sure it is. I had never heard of it before. I, actually, I had never heard of it until I heard that Dick was being honored with it. Uh, you know, the closest thing I got to hearing about something like that recently was when uh, Very Worshipful Brother Colbeth was given the Legion of Honor uh, in uh, their local DMLA chapter down there. <laughs> That's, that didn't come from the... And so I apologize that I don't know my geography and my, my governments, but so your governor general, is that like the governor of our state or is that a higher level? That is position? a representative of the queen. Of the queen, okay. So it's a national... Representative award, yeah. Okay, so maybe it's more like a senator kind of thing. Um, I'm not sure that you have a a, uh, a similar uh, position, um, but because we are the Queen of England is still the Queen of Canada, 
she can only be one place at a time, he or she. And as a result, there is a, an appointed representative appointed by Canadians, but as a representative of the Queen. And okay. for example, if the Prime Minister wishes to prorogue uh, Parliament um, or to uh, call an election, he must go to the Governor General. Like she is ah. above, above Parliament. Right? And so she is the only one that can deal with that type of situation. Uh, I'm sure she didn't make this appointment personally. Uh, she has a few people who work for her. <laughs> well, that is significant then. That's not, that's, I mean, in reality, it's a global award. Dick. That, that's amazing. That is amazing. Well, I would say very humbled by it. Um, you don't do these sort of jobs for recognition or award. Um, you do it because you see a need and you feel that you have the, um, the tools to perhaps guide the program along and to encourage, uh, to uh, help volunteers out, uh, get more volunteers. Uh, we don't solicit donations, but if we're asked about donations, I can certainly uh, talk the talk and, and uh, um, have made many contacts over the years where people come back and say, hey, you know, I see in our books we donated $1,000 to you five years ago. Uh, could we do it again? And I say, yes, absolutely, you could. And they're happy, I think, to uh, contact somebody who has been there for a while and, and can explain the, the, the program and, and to uh, communicate with them um, on that basis. Yeah, that's it's amazing that uh, um, those people get the opportunity to give back and, and, and support uh, a system like that because, you know, giving back is one of the great things, uh, great rewards of life. Well, I've been very fortunate. I've been there uh, over 21 years since the, since the uh, first two bands in the Okanagan rolled into town on the I think it was the 25th of August, 1998. Uh, and so, say, worked with uh, a whole ton of very wonderful volunteers, had, had great communication um, with uh, the cancer patients, um, with the uh, people in the cancer lodge, uh, who, again, are all volunteers, uh, and the people in the cancer clinic who make everything work over there. Uh, and it's, yeah, uh, I enjoy going to the office every day. Every day is a little different. And, and uh, hopefully at some stage we can close the office and sell the vehicles and, and uh, retire. But in the meantime, it's, um, I've always got an office to go to if my wife needs anything done. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's important what you said there that you – I mean, not just for this program particularly, but masonry in general. You you saw a need out there for something that needed to be done that way that you could help your community and you could could improve things in your your area and and you went out and did it. And that's on a level uh, a large part. That's what masonry is about: is giving us the tools to go out and and to accomplish these things and and make the world a little better place. That's that's a great thing. Well, we certainly hope so, and that of course was the original intent of the program and and. Uh, all of us as volunteers uh, hope to to carry on that mandate. 
as we come down to about the last five minutes or so of the recording, um, this is like your opportunity to give a big commercial or any big message that you uh, want to spread about the cancer car program. Uh, this is your your forum if uh, you've got anything particular you want to share. Well, certainly being a volunteer-driven uh, operation, uh, we're always interested in talking um, to potential volunteers um, in the Vancouver area. They're always looking for computer operators and dispatchers in the dispatch office. They're always looking uh, for uh, volunteer drivers. Um, in the other areas, we're in pretty good shape, but um, again, volunteers get older every year. We have, uh, we have recent volunteers who are snowbirds and who are not available to us from November to March. Um, and so it requires a little bit of shuffling um, here and there. Um, they have lives and, and uh, we like to be part of their life, but we realize that they have you know, other concerns. So uh, you can never have too many volunteers. And um, if somebody uh, happens to see this who knows of a cancer patient who we might be able to help, then again, uh, there is the 1-800 number to, to contact any of the dispatch areas uh, to see whether or not we can, we can deal with their situation. That's awesome. Give you that number again. It's a 1 800 number, toll free number, 800 Well, we certainly appreciate you coming on here and sharing the uh, knowledge that you have about this program and, and your years of experience. Um, with our um, listeners. We really do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do that. Very happy to be here. Yes, Dick. Yes, Dick. We really, really appreciate it. And I'm so happy to have finally met you. Hopefully, I'll be able to get up to BC. Maybe we'll go to your annual communication and uh, we, can, we can shake hands and break bread. That'd be wonderful. All right. Well, thanks again, Dick, uh, for, for being a part of our program today. And thank you all for listening to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast. Have a good week. Bye.